Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you that we are here. We thank you, Lord, for all the good things we have experienced in our day gone by. We thank you for the good night's rest. We thank you for keeping us safe. And we thank you for this opportunity to acknowledge your presence in all that we will go through today, Lord. That when we acknowledge you in everything, when you are present in everything, then you take over. When we surrender and submit it all to you and we seek your direction, you direct our paths ahead. You provide the light, the understanding, the wisdom, the knowledge, and then the wisdom to apply that knowledge through your revelation. That we are able to negotiate, that we are able to navigate around all challenges. We are able to emerge unscathed, free from all kinds of problems. And we thank you, Father, with all gratitude in our heart for this opportunity that you give us. Despite all the mistakes we make, despite all our failures, despite all our rebellion, despite all our disobedience, despite all the wickedness in our thoughts, you do not judge us for those and push us away. You just call us to come back to you once again, that you might reveal all of those things to us, that the light that you provide in your truth, dispels that darkness and sets us free from it. We thank you, Lord, that you also provide your peace and your joy that helps us make our prayer, that we are able to leave all our worries at the door and we are able to focus on you. That same peace and joy, Lord, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, that are part of the wider network of their families, Lord. Those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. Those that are Christians called by your name and yet do not know you personally, personally and those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. And we ask for a quickening in their spirit that their steps be turned towards you, their eyes be opened to see your truth. That truth sets them free. So that every prayer we raise, Father, when that prayer is made with this peace and this joy, we each come with our own worries and our own concerns, our own petitions this day. But we are able to leave that aside, stay focused on you, release our faith with that joy in our heart, knowing that what we have spoken must come to pass. We thank you, Father. And your word says, everyone that calls on your name will not end up in shame. So as we carry these, our petitions, our prayers, and place them on your altar, Father, this morning, we call on your name with that understanding. Because your word says it. The name of our King, our Maker, the name of our Father, 
who will not give us a stone when we ask for bread. We call on the name of the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords, the one who makes the parched land into a pool of water and the thirsty land into springs of water. No matter what our challenges are, no matter what we have suffered through, you are still able to turn it around. As your word in Romans 8.28 says, turn it around for our good that what was once dry and barren can now be lush and full of life. Bearing fruit in accordance with your will. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus, the word himself, who through the revelation that the Holy Spirit provides is now made real to us. It is he that was described in the law and the prophets and today that is what we shall reflect on. The Lion of Judah, our rock, our refuge, and the author and finisher of our faith and our destiny. And we pray in the name of his spirit, that same spirit who makes him real to us. The one who is the creator of the universe, who created everything in creation at the spoken word of the Father. The one who is the breath of the Father. That breath is now given to us. That our spirits be made alive, that we are charged to hear and hear by the word, that our faith be inspired and that we speak and live by that faith and by the will of the Father, the express will mentioned in his word. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word, with your spirit. You have blessed us with the angels and destiny helpers. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You do not hold anything back. All that you seek is for us to restore that relationship with you, to come back to you in the house. That we shall be your children and you are our father. We thank you, Lord, that you make that message known to us every single day through your word. You reveal more and more of yourself to you. So that the more we know you, the more we appreciate all that you are doing for us every single day. All those things that went unnoticed. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer to be able to legally authorize you and call our Father to help us in times when we are out of our depths, when we are out of our abilities to resolve our own challenges. We thank you, Lord, that you have never deserted us, that you are always there. And as Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, he will always be with us even unto the end of time through his spirit that he gave us. We thank you, Lord. And as we begin our prayer and our reflection today, I cover and seal every word that we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting that will pray with this recording and every member of every family that is part of our prayer group by your precious blood, Lord. And we declare and draw that bloodline as our perimeter, our hedge of defense around each of these. That they, not only they, their person, but their assets, their finances, their incomes, their families, their relationships, and everything connected with their life are secured within that perimeter. And your word, Lord, let that word be made real to them. So that as we meditate on your word and observe to do according to all that is written in it, then that hedge is strengthened around us and no form of wickedness of the enemy can penetrate through whatever kind of suggestions he seeks to put. 
We ask for that gift of revelation on each of these lives today, Lord. As a way to strengthen that perimeter, but also to provide your prosperity, your abundance, your success. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. Your express will, Father. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. We command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> And as before we make our prayer, we also herald the power in that prayer by speaking your word, Lord, that reminds us of the power that you have given on our tongue. Your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in accordance with your will, written in your word, with understanding, releasing our faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And he used this phrase, the law and the prophets, a few other places as well. But what did he really mean when he said, this is the law and the prophets? And of that, what is then the place for the gospel? Where does the gospel fit? What reference does this have to the law and what connection to the prophets? Today, I'd like us to reflect on this today. What is the message in there? In Matthew 5 verse 17, he said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. In Luke 24 verse 44, this is perhaps the most explicit one where he also said that all things which were written about me in the law and spoken of by the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. So the gospel must be fulfilled. The law must be upheld. He said, I did not come to abolish it. Now, what is the law? The five the first five books of the Bible, that's the five books of the Pentateuch. These were the books written by Moses from Genesis to Deuteronomy. That is where God gave his laws to Moses. So Moses, as a person or a persona, becomes a representation of the law. And then we have the book of Psalms. And all, all that these talk about are the principles which form the law, the prophecies, and the promises which must be fulfilled. We also have the prophets. So in essence, when you talk about the law and the prophets, it is everything that's covered in the Old Testament. 
and all of those, a lot of those prophecies there were concerning Jesus. So he said, I came to fulfill everything that was written there. And when they are fulfilled, then we can walk in abundance. So when we talk about principles and we talk about prophecies, so they are concerning us as well, which is why studying and meditating on that word becomes important. And the New Testament is a reflection of the Old Testament, the laws given in there, the ordinances that were established. A lot of that were brought to fruition and completion through the life of Jesus, including his supreme sacrifice. And that is the purpose for which he came. And now when you go back and look at Luke 24, verse 44, it starts to make sense. That word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Now let's look at what Jeremiah 31, verse 33 says. And the same is then reiterated in Hebrews 10, verse 16. It says, this is the covenant. This is God speaking now. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord. I would put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. He's talking about that same law now being embedded in our hearts. And that only comes when you study the word. So that when the spirit makes those laws live to us, we do not find ourselves going astray. He will keep convicting of what we have understood from there so that we stop making those mistakes. That is what he meant by, I will put it in their minds and in their hearts so that they remember, they don't forget. And they abide and live by it because that is now real to them. Word becoming flesh. And when he says to fulfill this, you must do to others what you wish them to do to you. This is going back to that first verse that we looked at, Matthew 7, verse 12. He's really talking about the second commandment, the second commandment that Jesus gave us. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength was the first. Second is love your neighbor as yourself. That is essentially what this is. And when you do that, when you uphold, when you fulfill these two, then you have upheld the law. And that's what the essence of the Bible is all about. Relationship with God and with man, our neighbor. Or we could say the law drives us to the gospel and the gospel then frees us to go back and obey the law. Now let's look at the transfiguration on the mount. Matthew 17, the Bible records that as Jesus' appearance changed to shine brightly, when he went with Peter, James and John to the mount, and his appearance changed to shine brightly, there appeared talking to him Moses and Elijah. And you might wonder why Moses and Elijah? But when you look at it, symbolically, Moses represents the law. And Elijah represents the prophets. And the voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased and delighted. Now this whole episode symbolizes the fulfillment 
of the law and the prophets. It's only when it's fulfilled will the father say, in whom am I pleased and delighted? Because it's fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled all that was needed. That was the peak of his ministry. You see that it started when he was baptized by John. That was the first time the father spoke. And this is the second time the father speaks. Where his glory is now shining through the image of Jesus there. Jesus confirming all that was prophesied and promised in the law is now being fulfilled in him. And through him would a new covenant be established. A new way to look at all that was taught to us in the law and the prophets. And the father that is a voice said to the disciples, listen to him, obey his instruction. Paraphrasing there, he's speaking to us as well. And saying, listen to him, obey his instruction. Interestingly, both Moses and Elijah as well went up mountains to encounter the glory of God. Moses went up Mount Sinai. Elijah went up Mount Carmel. And now you see here Jesus went up this mountain, was transfigured, symbolizing the radiance of the glory of God. And that his being the exact imprint of God's nature. We see that recorded also in Hebrews 1 verse 3. That's where it talks about Jesus being the imprint of God's nature. And then he created us in that image and likeness as well. So when you think of that, meditate on it, what does it really mean for us? He came to liberate and his word is his will for us. So the expectation of us is to live by that word, by his teaching in the gospel. That's what is meant by listen to him. And that is where the same radiance starts to fill us too. We take on his image and his likeness, fulfilling the realm of Galatians 2 verse 20, where we can then say, it is no longer I. I have been crucified with him. So it is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me through the fulfillment of his law and his word in my life. The law and the prophets coming full circle through him, but now through and with him in our lives as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray for a deeper understanding of your law and all the messages that your prophets came to give so that when we understand the principles that you provide there, when we understand the knowledge that you are providing for us, and we gain the wisdom through the working of the Holy Spirit to apply that knowledge in our lives. We might also uphold your law. And through Christ, we might receive the gift of righteousness. And not only stopping there, but also then qualifying to be called on to serve in your kingdom. Many are called, few are chosen. And you thoroughly assess those that you will use, Lord. We know that. And we ask for your eyes of grace to look upon us. That if there is a small errand anywhere that you need run, Lord, your children are here. Your servants are here. We ask for that glory to shine through in each of our lives today, Lord. We ask for that edification in our spirit. 
As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling any kind of sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day and will undergo any kind of procedures, for all families that are battling all kind of division and separation, for all those Lord, that are yoked under any kind of strongholds, enslaved under any kind of chains, including all kinds of addictions, all kinds of compulsions over their lives, imprisoned within their own thoughts. And anything that seeks to keep your people ignorant, busy, prayerless and so powerless. We come against all those chains in the mighty name of Jesus through his blood that has won all victories. We declare those chains broken over their lives today. In his name. We pray also, Father, for all our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved, that have not yet received salvation. We ask, Father, that you quicken them, that they might call on your name. Knowing that everyone that calls on your name will not end up in shame, but shall be delivered. This is what your word says in the book of Joel chapter 2 and in Romans 10. We come with that belief and that faith in our heart, Father. Father, we thank you that you have heard us and that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, making it our prayer of agreement, also knowing that it is backed by the Holy Spirit who intercedes for us and prays on our behalf with deep sighs and groans. We ourselves as well, Lord, commit to pray in that spirit to connect with you, making a heartfelt prayer, knowing that that prayer is then made under an open heaven and must bring manifestation, must come back as an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Ask him to teach and lead you. He never disappoints. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mandos Catabria, La Crabanda, Shandakara <laughs> Oyan 
Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The words that were put on my heart this morning. I am your Lord. I am your God. Press into me. Abide in me. Seek me and you will find rest in me. My precious children, the enemy roams around seeking the ruin of your soul. Stay close to me. The scripture is from Colossians 3, 1 to 6. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat, but I think the verse number is missing there. Chapter and the book. But I'll just read it out. It says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them. So this is like Matthew 5. 
I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. you are being blessed by these encounters, please share them with your family and with your friends. You can also share Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on our Telegram group and on our Facebook page. And bless others. We also have another scripture that has been shared. This is from John 13, verse 34 and 35, quoted from the ESV, where it says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We have another scripture from 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 quoted from the NIV that says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. Have a great day. Blessed day. Yeah.